Blog Talk Radio. Remember 
uh, any of those technical terms used to describe God and what he does, uh, just call on the name of Jesus because there is power in the name of Jesus. There is no other name given under heaven whereby we must be might be saved other than the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. It is at the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory and honor of God our Father. And certainly we thank you, thank God today for sending his son Jesus. We thank him for the crucified one, the one that lived and died for us, the one that shed his blood for the remission of our sins, Mary's baby. We thank God for Jesus. We thank God who laid the foundation. Thank God who opened up the way. Thank God who leadeth me each day. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. There is no God like my God. And one songwriter said he's absolutely awesome. Working wonders all the time. There is no God like our God. And certainly we thank God for God being who he is. We thank him for life, health, and strength. We give him glory, honor, and praise for he is worthy to be praised. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God in the mountain of his holiness. We serve a God that sits high and he looks low. He's everywhere at the same time. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He's all wise. He's omniscient. And certainly he is a good God, even on a bad day. So we thank God for God being God. And somebody said God is dead, but God's not dead. He's still alive. And certainly we can feel him. And certainly he woke us up this morning in time and not eternity. And certainly he stayed the hand of the enemy all week long and kept us until this present time. So we give him glory, honor, and praise. It is Saturday afternoon. And certainly it is the 1 p.m. hour. And I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. And you are listening to Global gospel and certainly we thank God for the opportunity to share across the internet across the world on today the gospel of Jesus Christ for the gospel is good news is the power of God unto salvation unto the Jew and also to the Greek and I'm excited today just to share with all our listeners we thank God for each and every one of you the north, the south, the east, the west, wherever you may be listening from, uh, listening from, we thank God for you. We thank God for all our listeners. Thank God for uh, uh, Brother Marlin, uh, Brother DC. We want to shout out missionary Inel Jones down in Delaware. We thank God for you uh, for uh, being a part and listening and sharing the ministry and certainly supporting the ministry. We thank God for each and every one of you. We say to you that are listening, be encouraged on today, knowing that God cannot and will not fail. He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power which works within us. We thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we want you to know by way of announcement that we do not own the right uh, to any of the music here. Uh, but certainly we pray that it is a blessing to you and to your life, and we want you to share it with others. You can reach Global Gospel. We are here at www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. Certainly, if you would like to write us, write us at P.O. Box 5331, Hempstead, New York, 11550. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at Area code 516-481-3187. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com. And certainly we want you to be reminded that all our shows are archived. So you can go back and listen at any time. If you need some encouragement late in the midnight hour, if you're tossing and turning, you can't sleep, just scroll through. And look for some encouragement. Our theme scripture here at Global Gospel is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. And certainly today we will be sharing out of the uh, 
new, we'll be sharing from the uh, New International Version for all our scriptures. We'll be referring to that on today. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. And if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. And so we, we know that if if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. If the gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And certainly, we want you today to walk in the light, walk into the light of God. And certainly, uh, we know that God is light, and certainly there is no darkness in God. And certainly, the people of God should be a light shining in darkness, the, Jesus, uh, the Bible says that you are the light of the world. A city that sits on a hill cannot be hid. And certainly, if today you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we encourage you to walk into light and to get to know him and know that you are saved by grace and through faith. And certainly, all you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, and you will and shall and can be saved and certainly that is good news on today the gospel is liberating this next election is my liberty bridget hunter stay tuned and be blessed as you listen to global gospel
Uh, he sacrificed his life for my liberty. Uh, we thank God for Jesus. One more time. You Once again, you're listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. And certainly, if you're just tuning in, I do want to remind you that we are on Facebook. We are on, are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. So like us, look us up, tag us, send us for friend requests. If you want to call in the radio a little later, uh, you can do so. Our studio number is 619-924-0800. We'll be happy to hear from you. We do want to share a passage of scripture with you on this uh, afternoon, this Saturday afternoon, this uh, fall day. Uh, the first uh, scripture uh, today, topic, who dropped the ball? Who dropped the ball? Second uh, Samuel chapter 4, verse 4. And it reads on this wise, Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and fled. But as she hurried to leave, he fell and became crippled. His name was Mephibosheth. We are going to turn over to Second Samuel chapter 9. Verse, uh, we are going to begin reading at verse 1, chapter 9, verse 1. David asked, is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. They called him to appear before David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba, your servant? He replied. The king asked, Is there no one still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in both feet. Where is he? The king asked. Ziba answered, He is at the house of Machir a son of Amiel in Lodibar. So King David had him brought from Lodibar, from the house of Machir, son of Amiel. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, your servant, he replied, don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him and bring in the crops so that your master's grandson may be provided. And Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, will always eat at my table. Now, now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, your servant will do whatever my lord the king commands his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah, and all the members of Ziba's household were servants of Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table, and he was crippled in both. The song says, my soul has been anchored in the Lord. Stay tuned.
has been anchored in the Lord. That is good news on this afternoon to know that your soul has been anchored in the Lord. Who dropped the ball? Our topic for discussion on this afternoon, 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4. Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and fled, but as he, she hurried to leave, he fell and became crippled. His name was Mephibosheth. Sanctify thy word. Thy word is truth. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto God my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Who dropped the ball? One of the worst places to be in life is a place that you don't want to be. One of the worst jobs to work on is a job that you don't want to work on. One of the worst vehicles to drive is a vehicle that you do not want to drive. One of the worst places to live is in a place that you don't want to live in, a house that you don't want to live in, an apartment that you don't want to live in, a room that you don't want to live in. One of the worst places to be relationally is around people that you do not or cannot relate to, people that are no longer considered friends, people that have violated the trust factor, people that uh, you no longer consider family because they have done something to violate the kinship. And so one of the worst places in life to be is a place that you don't want to be. And sometimes in life we find ourselves in those places. We find ourselves perhaps in Lodibar. Lodibar, a pastureless place, a place where there was no greenery, a place where nobody wanted to go, a place where nobody wanted to be. I can imagine that Lodibar was something or some sort of a ghost town. It probably could have been perhaps a place that was a has-been. Perhaps at one time Lodibar could consider, be considered to a place like New York City. And what would we say about a place like New York City, a city that never sleeps, a, a place where the lights never go out, where there's always activity, there's always movement, there's always people eating and drinking and working and sleeping and laboring and moving about and going to and from and north and south. And suppose uh, New York City suddenly shut down. Uh, suppose there were no more bright city lights. Suppose everybody moved out and moved away. What a devastating place that would be for the real estate to plummet and for uh, the uh, homeless rate to increase and for there just be to be no industry, no life, no livelihood. And so Mephibosheth found himself in that place of nothing, where nothing was going on, and perhaps he wasn't there, but if we back up the story to find out who Mephibosheth was, Mephibosheth was the son of Jonathan, Jonathan, grandson of Saul. And what did we see and find out about Mephibosheth? We found out that when Mephibosheth was about five years old, his nurse the one responsible for his care, dropped him. But I do not think that she dropped him on purpose because it was a time of war and Jonathan and Saul, his father and grandfather, had just been killed. They had died in battle. And certainly the nurse was doing her duty to protect a uh, certain royalty or to protect an heir of uh, the throne, so to speak. And so she dropped him, and he became crippled. And it must have been awful for her to know that she had committed such an act. And she was intending to do something good, but something bad happened instead. And certainly we have to realize that all things work together for the good of them that love God, them that are called according to his purpose. We have to believe and remember that God is too wise to make any mistakes. So we have to remember that in life and in health and sickness and in death, that God is in charge, that God is sovereign. 
and God God makes all decisions. And certainly God decides who is well and who's sick and who's healed and who, who lives and who dies. God is the one. And certainly we can get angry at God and people get angry at God and don't want to serve God and don't want to worship God. But certainly never put yourself in a place to be uh, angry with God or bitter with God because God is God. And certainly it is in him that we live and move and have our being. But on today, I asked the question, who Drop the ball, and certainly, if we would uh, look at take approach and look at the sports world, we know that the object of most sports uh, is there is a ball involved, and the object of the game is to keep a ball in play, and certainly to keep it in bounds. Uh, certainly, if you're a baseball player, certainly you don't want to hit the ball behind the foul line because then you have a foul ball, and certainly. It is not a ball that can be put into play. It does not cause the uh, runner to run to the next base. It does not cause the hitter to head for home plate. But it just becomes dead and useless because it's now out of bounds. And certainly in basketball, the same thing applies. You do not want to go out of bounds. Or certainly uh, you don't want to be fouled in the midst of uh, uh, playing a game. Or certainly you don't want to have a carry, which would mean that you were dribbling the ball and then you stopped and walked and you started dribbling again. But the object is to keep the ball in play. In tennis, if you are playing tennis, the minute that you swing at the ball and you miss the ball and the ball drops, the ball is, and it goes somewhere else, the ball is out of play because your object is to keep the ball in play, to keep it in motion. It is, uh, it could, we could go to a whole nother level with uh, physics, but we are to keep the object in motion. And certainly the same applies if you're in a bowling alley. Your object is to keep the ball in the lane. Certainly you don't want to gut a ball because certainly that means the ball is now out of play and certainly no points can be scored. In football, you do not want a fumble. Uh, certainly, you want to keep the ball in play. You want to keep it moving. You want to keep moving. But as we look at life, sometimes the ball is dropped. Sometimes the people responsible for furthering our good are, are drop the ball. And certainly, sometimes it is intentional and sometimes it is unintentional. Parents have been known to drop the ball with their children. They were not there when they should have been there for their children. And then as life goes on, children can be also responsible of dropping the ball for their parents because they are not there for their parents when they need them as they go on in life. And the same applies with brothers and sisters and, and friends and family and neighbors and, and uh, spouses. Uh, people are not there when they are needed. And sometimes people become so preoccupied with their own lives that they're not there for the other person. But the Bible declares that as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his brother. So we have a responsibility to each other not to drop the ball, but to show love and kindness. And certainly if one of our brothers is overtaken in a fault, we should be there to restore them in the spirit of meekness, considering ourselves. And so many times we look to point the finger and say, this one did this and this one did that. But certainly we know that every situation is different. Every circumstance is different. So as we look at the story, who dropped the ball, we know that the nurse, the one, his caretaker, his nanny, if you will, his babysitter, if you will, the one that should have been there to make sure that his welfare was taken care of, his needs were taken care of, dropped him and he became crippled and lame in both his feet. And somehow he ends up in Lodi Bar. And I already explained how bad of a place Lodi Bar is. But I came to encourage somebody on this afternoon, if you are in Lodi Bar, don't give up hope. Because, yes, sometimes life happens. Sometimes things, bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people. And sometimes we're looking to blame others. But certainly uh, the Bible declares, uh, we know the story of uh, Joseph and how he ended up in, in slavery and in prison and 
down in Egypt. And But we know that the devil meant it for harm, but God meant it for good to save much people alive. We know that while, um, sorry, not um, David, Joseph, we know that while Joseph was uh, sold into slavery and in Potiphar's house and in all these bad places, we knew that David was there when famine came, he was able to save his family and save his family line and lineage, but all because he had been in a bad place, but God turned it for his for good. And certainly uh, to those of you who are listening today that are in a bad place in life, bad financially, bad physically, bad emotionally, uh, bad uh, physically, bad health, bad shape, uh, just bad circumstances, bad housing, I came to let you know that that life happens, but God sees all and he knows all. And certainly God is there for you. And certainly in those times, we can go to him and cast all our cares upon him, knowing that he cares for us. And certainly we don't want you to get down and out. We don't want you to be become depressed. We don't want you to become suicidal because we know that the devil is a liar. And certainly we know that we shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. We can declare that, yes, God heals, he delivers, and he saves, and he sets free. We can declare like the songwriter that he brought us out of the miry clay, and certainly that he brought us up even out of a horrible pit. And we've been in some horrible pits in life, but know that God is there in your pit, and certainly he's able to get you out of the pit. He's able to get you out of the hole. And certainly suppose somebody has dropped the ball in your life. Perhaps you even dropped the ball yourself. You weren't doing all that you should have been doing. You were not accountable for all of your actions. You were uh, going left when you should have been going right. You were going down when you should have been going up. But certainly if you acknowledge where you are in life, you can uh, pick up the ball and certainly you can resume life. And certainly there are consequences to everything we do. But by grace, through faith, are we saved. And all we have to do uh, to make a turnaround is be where God wants us to be, to have a listening ear and to have a receptive heart. And know that many times it is not your fault. It was not Mephibosheth's fault that he was lame. But uh, when, uh, but when uh, time came for Mephibosheth to come out of Lodibar, I don't want to leave you in Lodi Bar today. When time came, the king went looking. He went looking for someone of the house of Saul. David went looking for someone he could show kindness for because he was friends with Jonathan. And although Saul was his enemy and an enemy of God, God, David had a special friendship with Saul. And certainly he remembered his friendly friendship and God wants you to know that uh, he is not slack concerning his promises towards you. God wants you to know today that he remembers your labor of love. He remembers what you have done, how you've uh, clothed the naked and how you fed the hungry and how you've uh, given housing to the homeless and how you've offered words of encouragement and words of advice to others and Certainly how you were there, a shoulder to cry on. God remembers that. And God sees all and he knows all. And God has a reward for you. Not when you die and go to heaven, but God has a reward for you here on earth. Because the Bible declares that we are seated in heavenly places because of Christ Jesus. Will you be seated today in heavenly places? And that's good news on today to know that God remembers. And not only does God remember, God will put you on someone else's mind, that that other person will show you kindness. So Saul, uh, Saul was dead, Jonathan was dead, but his seed was still around, uh, Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth had, uh, although he was lame and crippled in a bad place, his family had begun to grow because we find out that Mephibosheth had a son as well. And certainly um, David showed kindness. David showed kindness. And so on today, as we look at who dropped the ball, who dropped it? Many people have dropped it. Your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your friend, your boss. Somebody dropped the ball. You may have even dropped the ball yourself. But know on today that no matter what happened to you, God is there. 
he's in there in your uh, loading bar experience. And he sees all and he knows all. And certainly he remembers. Jesus remembers when others forget. God bless you on this afternoon. Who dropped the ball? Only a look at Jesus. Somebody needs to look to Jesus and live on today. Look to Jesus Christ and live. It's recorded in his word. Hallelujah. That all you have to do is look and live. Only a look at Jesus. Stay tuned.
only a look at Jesus. Oh, soul, bow down again. He has promised to defend you. He will all your burdens share. God, our Father, we thank you on today for your loving kindness. God, we thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you today, God, for your word. For your word, it cannot and will not fail. Heaven and earth can pass away, but your word will not fail. You sent your word, and they were healed. God, you told us to study your word that we might be approved. God, we thank you for your word of salvation. We thank you for the word of healing. We thank you for the word of deliverance. We thank you for the word that lifts heavy burdens. Right now, in the name of Jesus. God, we don't know on today what each and every one faces on today. We don't know what happened on yesterday, and we do not know what tomorrow holds. But, God, we know that you have all power in your hands, and you hold the future. And certainly that you know the thoughts that you think towards us, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give us an expected end. And, God, we thank you for the expected end. We thank you that though things look dark and uh, we are heavy uh, laden and sometimes burdened down, we know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You know that you'll, you'll give us beauty for our ashes. We know that you can turn our midnight into day. God, we thank you today for the moving of your spirit. We thank you today, God, for sending your son, Jesus, that we might have a right to the tree of life. We thank you today, God, that you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all. We thank you for shedding your blood, for without such there would be no remission of sin, God. And for those today that don't know you, God, and the pardon of their sin, God, we ask that you send salvation, we send healing, send deliverance for your glory, for your honor and your praise. God, lift heavy burdens right now in the name of Jesus, God. Let someone know that you are real, God, that they can face another day, that it's not all over, that they can have hope and a future, God. Brighten up their day, God. Send your uh, traveling mercy over the highways and the byways and the airways, God. Cover us with your blood. God, we thank you for each and every one across the nation, across the world. We give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all uh, for listening on today as we uh, come to the close of the hour. You've been listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. We have a few minutes, uh, and we're just going to share just a little bit with you on today. As we reflect on, uh, we want you to remember that scripture, 2 Samuel chapter 9, as we talked about uh, Mephibosheth. And certainly he had a seat at the king's table forever. Not only that was his family uh, blessed, and they had the increase of the land. And certainly know on today that certainly God has a seat for you uh, at the table forever. Uh, certainly at the king's table and certainly uh, that you can the Bible says you'll be fat and flourishing in old age and bring forth much fruit so no matter uh, he said David said I was young and now I'm old I've never seen the righteous forsaken so God's favor and his blessing goes across generations it goes across age groups it goes with you God's blessing and favor go with you from the cradle uh, to the grave Certainly, we have to be reminded of that and be encouraged every now and then. And so on today, let us move forward. Move forward. I'm forgetting those things which are behind, and I press towards the prize in Christ Jesus. So press forward. Move forward. Oh, 
been listening to uh, Global Gospel. We are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you uh, for all our listeners. Again, wherever you are, we thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, if you missed the beginning part on today, uh, you can log on immediately following the show at 2 p.m. and listen to the entire episode. You can also go back and listen to previous episodes at www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. Thank you for listening. And remember, as, uh, as we go through the week to remember to keep Christ in your life, keep Christ uh, first, and know that whatever's going on, Jesus is the answer. It has been a pleasure sharing with you on this afternoon. If you're free tomorrow, make it to someone's church. Give God glory, honor, and praise. And remember, Jesus is the answer. Until next week, the Lord says the same. God bless you and keep you and heaven smile upon you. And may God give you and grant you his traveling mercy. You have been listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Mar Townsend. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. But Jesus is the way. If you have some questions in the corners of your mind And traces of discouragement and peace you cannot find Reflections of your past seem to face you every day But this one thing I do I know your skies are dark You think the sun won't shine In case you don't know But the word of God is true And everything he promised He will do it for you That's the reason I say Jesus is the
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.